It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Welcome to another edition of the IDP Corner. My name is Justin Varnes. You can follow me on Twitter at DownWithIDP. I am one of two IDP analysts over at FantasyPoints.com. And here to break down the uh, or preview the week one action, as always, my partner in crime, Mr. Thomas Simons. How are you doing tonight, Thomas? Five coffees and ten monster drinks, and it's football! <laughs> hey, tonight was a good game, right? What a good it, way to start yeah. off the season. It was a well, sloppy one. We sure, we, sure. We kind of noted it was a, it's going to be uh, you know, the start of a season, so but it was actually a good game. There was only a couple of penalties up until about what, the third into the late third quarter before yeah. we had our first penalty. So, it's sloppy was more of the the tackling and gameplay than was anything else. One of the things that I noticed is that the Chiefs had a tough time tonight applying pressure on Jared Goff, their quarterback on the Lions. And because they were without um, defensive tackle Chris Jones, now Jones continues to hold out, and he stated recently that he and the Chiefs uh, management have not met in about a week and a half. So it's kind of ironic that they didn't apply the pressure to, to Goff when they needed to without Jones. They did get a sack from Mike Dana, uh, Dana or Dana, but it, there just wasn't pressure at all during the evening. And the Lions offense did pretty well considering they were on the road against the former uh, you know, the defending world champs. The Lions defense was solid in the first half before allowing three crazy plays at the end of the, the, the half. One was a huge completion and then uh, with under a minute to go and then boom, boom, there were two plays and the Chiefs had a touchdown. And, you know, we had talked about leading up to today um, that we expected rookie safety Brian Branch to be running the nickel cornerback spot. And he did so, and he got lucky. He got a, a, a ball off of Kadarius Tony's hands, which happened quite frequently tonight. He recorded his first INT, his career INT, and then not only that, but it went for six. Amazing. It's so good. It's so, I mean, what like a great – if you drafted Brian Branch and, and have put a lot of uh, stock in hoping that he would he would come through, what a great way, what an amazing way to start the season for him. Uh, yeah, and I agree. Like, I mean, they – you know, uh, you got to wonder if Chris Jones makes enough of a difference. I mean, you know, they lost by a point. Uh, certainly you could you could say that Chris Jones uh, might, might have helped slow that down for sure. Um I want to talk on the on the other side of the of, of the of the defensive line uh, for the other team, uh, Aiden Hutchinson. I, he didn't really do a lot fantasy wise. Um, he did have a, a, um, a decent number of tackles, but if you watched the game, if you, if you were able to watch the game, you clearly saw Hutchinson was in the backfield. He lived in the backfield, and the Kansas City Chiefs O line is 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 pretty stout. They they're they're strong up front. And it didn't stop Hutchinson. And this is what we saw toward the end of last season, which is Hutchinson really turning things on. Uh, he's 
picked up right where he left off. So if you've got Aiden Hutchinson, you got to be really excited about what he was able to do in this first game against a pretty strong offensive line. You know, it, it's funny because Juwan Taylor, the the right tackle on Kansas City, was pretty much as Chris Collinsworth made a, a comment at the end of the game, he was playing the slot receiver position right, right, right. because he spent most of the time lining up and then jumping quickly. He was offside on so many plays and they didn't call it. And then at the very end, when the Chiefs were in a critical position, Taylor got called for um, jumping offsides and he should have been called earlier and earlier. Well, that, that was a crucial offsides because it put him back to, to a um, 20 yards for a first down and they just could not recuperate from that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the fact that it was a, a, a close game to the end. Uh, I also thought Nick Bolton played really well. Speaking of another uh, elite IDP that we're hoping uh, coming out of the gate would look pretty strong, and and uh, that he did. Um, so a fun game. Uh, by the time this hits you guys' ears, it'll be Friday. Uh, we obviously we all, almost all. Uh, almost every week of the season, we're going to record this after the Thursday night football game. So we'll, pri- we'll provide some Thursday night reactions, but then quickly turn our attention to the week ahead, which is exactly what we're going to do. Now we're going to look at week one observations. We're just going to kind of cherry pick some of our, our matchups that we like and some particular uh, news that might affect some starting positions. Uh, so uh, you want to get us started there, Thomas? Yeah, a lot of folks have been asking on um, Discord about – Shaq Leonard, Shaquille Leonard and his concussion that he's been in concussion protocol up until recently. And well, he was cleared today from concussion uh, protocol and is expected to start in week one. Now, just how much can fantasy owners really rely and count on him to be productive? That's a question that the only way we're going to answer that is for him to actually play. Now you and I have talked leading up to this We're we're both of the mindset that it's a very risky proposition with a lot of high upside on Leonard. The problem is he just, he hasn't been able to turn the corner and hit that high upside. He's been more on the risky proposition uh, scenario. And what are your thoughts on, on Leonard and rolling with Leonard in this coming week. Considering that he uh, is likely going to be on a snap count, we, we've talked multiple times over the years about staying in shape is different than staying in football shape or getting in football shape. Now, it's not like Shaquille and Leonard hasn't uh, been playing football this, this preseason, but he obviously did not play. You know, he's, he's dealt with major injuries over the last couple of years. And he missed, a, you know, a good. He's he's because of this concussion, and he had he had some earlier problems as well. He has not really played football. Not you know, he went out and played a couple of preseason snaps just to kind of knock off the rest. But that's different than trying to play, you know, 60, 70 snaps a game. So even if he, I mean, I, I do believe he's going to play this week. But it's it's your first week. How are you going to put Shaq Leonard out there? without having any idea of how many snaps he's going to be able to play. I mean, exactly. you know, uh, and I don't want to say that they, they, of course they need him, but uh, Zaire Franklin is still there. They obviously ran this, they've run this defense way too many snaps without Shaq Leonard. So they're pretty used to it. Uh, so my guess is they would be um, conservative and making sure that uh, he, he can kind of get his legs underneath them. It's hard to imagine that he's going to play hundred percent of the snaps. Um, 
and with so many options it's your very first week i would i'd much rather have a, a solid player who i'm fairly confident will play every snap uh, and save my Shaq Leonard shares for next week once he's kind of knocked the rust off. Agreed. So uh, speaking of linebackers, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in Buffalo. We had some uh, kind of a, a late development in in what was happening there with the rotation. Now we know Tremaine Edmonds is gone. He's in Chicago. Taking over kind of as the as the as your primary linebacker is Matt Milano. Um, and they've been experimenting with with a couple of different linebackers next to Milano. Uh, and toward the end of uh, preseason, it seemed pretty clear that Tyrell Dodson had won that starting role. It was kind of neck and neck, but if you just watch preseason snaps and who was with the starters and who wasn't, it seemed pretty clear that Tyrell Dodson won that out. But a couple of things in a row, including some uh, 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 some announcements from the team, make it pretty clear that it actually will be Terrell Bernard who will be starting next to Matt Milano. So uh, if you've drafted Dotson hoping he was going to be that second linebacker, just watch carefully. I don't think it's going to happen this week. Uh, it looks like it might be Bernard. Now, this might go back and forth all season. We don't know. Uh, but as of right now, if you've got to bet on somebody, it's Bernard. And maybe more importantly, at least for now, you've got to pull Dotson out of your lineups for week one. Yeah, you know, it. who knows? The Bills could, because of the fact that they're facing the Jets and because of the fact they're facing Aaron Rodgers in particular, they maybe end up going with just two linebackers. We we thought that maybe they would, they'd roll out a three-linebacker set where all three of them would play. But being that you're facing Aaron Rodgers, I can see them running a lot of nickel and dime packages, and that means that they're, they're going to roll out two linebackers for a good portion of the game. And if this is the case, then you know we're going to have we're adjusting our uh, projections, and Bernard is going to have to be uh, a better projected player than Dotson this week. Now, over in San Francisco, news there was that Nick Bosa just signed a five-year contract extension, and it's worth $170 million, and $122.5 million of that's guaranteed. Now, all the fines that they had for Bosa were waived by the team, and it's looking like Bosa's going to see his normal workload in week one. Now, we originally, when we first started to do projections at the beginning of the week, Bosa was our number one defensive end, but we also, he was holding out at the time, so we projected him uh, lower. We've raised him a little bit, and he's probably in the top 10, but we're still not confident we still want to see, you know, what condition he's in as far as the conditioning he's been uh, going through leading up to this point, not being with the team. I want to talk uh, and often on this podcast. It's Thomas who's who uh, gets uh, dealt the role of, of the bearer of bad news. Uh, and so this will be my second bearing of bad news. But I have good news coming later. Don't worry. But um Another positional uh, move that we're that we want to make sure you're very aware of. We've mentioned this a few times in the podcast, but I have seen Jeremy Chin repeatedly drafted in the top ten for DBs, and we're still getting questions about uh, should I start Jeremy Chin or should I start Cameron Curl? Um, now. Preseason snaps don't don't really mean that we know every that that what we saw in preseason is going to directly translate to week one. You need an example of that? How about the one I just mentioned about uh, Bernard and Dotson in in Buffalo? That's not at all what it looked like. But 
from what we've seen in Carolina, it seems pretty clear cut that Vaughn Bell and Xavier Woods are the starting uh, uh, safeties for Carolina in two safety sets, and they are bringing Jeremy Chin in in dime packages. So uh, same thing. You don't maybe don't drop him, but it's really tough to try and start Jeremy Chin knowing what we know. It would it would just be foolish because maybe he plays every snap, but they didn't at all show that in the preseason and they showed him in, in such specific roles that it seemed pretty clear that that's what they were considering doing. And obviously uh, players uh, like Woods and Bell in the backfield, these are veteran safeties. They know what they're doing. They're, 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 um, maybe a little bit more versatile uh, on the back end uh, than, than Jeremy Chin. I'm sure we're going to see a lot of him, but I, I just don't think he's startable this week. Totally agree with you. And in, in, in the same breath with the Carolina Panthers, Brian Burns, who uh, like Bosa was uh, is, continues to hold out as well. Um, but he too could sign before game time this week. And if he does, then there's a good chance he'll play on Sunday. Now, how much, how many snaps he takes. Again, we don't know because we don't know what kind of condition he's in and whether or not he's ready to go full bore. We saw tonight where players were getting cramps and they were play, there was a lot of rotation going on because players haven't been used to uh, taking this many snaps in, in a game. Now, the longer Burns remains a holdout, the lower his fantasy value is for week one. Okay, I told you I would have good news, right? Uh, it just just came a little later. Uh, I want to talk about. I mean, now, great. The next guy I'm going to mention, you're going to start either way. But uh, if you're looking for a ray of sunshine, maybe you you started uh, one of many players uh, who we expected more from uh, uh, tonight in tonight's game. Even Patrick Mahomes had had a pretty subpar, you know. Um, outing for him when you consider that if you got Patrick Mahomes, you likely had to spend an early pick on a quarterback, which is always risky. And so <laughs> it's not even, it's not even fully week one and you might already feel like you're, you're behind uh, for, for most of your players. So if you're in an IDP league, which we're assuming you are, cause you listen here, I've got great news about miles Garrett. Uh, he's going up against a Cincinnati uh, defensive line or offensive line, excuse me, that was already bad last year, but they've been they've switched some people around, and I think actually his his matchup this week will be one of the best ones he's going to see all season. So a fired up Miles Garrett in a new defensive scheme that really creates advantages for their defensive ends. That's Jim Schwartz's uh, wide nine. Now we say his wide nine, obviously they don't play in that, in that um, setup every single snap or anything like that, but, but it's, it's a, it's a scheme that really uh, is advantageous if you're an elite edge rusher, which of course Miles Garrett is. So I've got high hopes for Miles Garrett to start strong this, uh, this season. I'm going to go over to Houston for a moment and, and talk about the rookie, Henry Toa Toa. Um, he could be a very pleasant sleeper for fantasy owners this week. He ran with the first team defense in the third week of August in practices, and the team gained enough confidence in Toa Toa that they released linebacker Christian Kirksey um, shortly thereafter. Now, Linebacker Blake Cashman appeared as the starting outside linebacker on Houston's unofficial depth chart 
as soon as Kirksey was released. But he's going to most likely miss week one due to a hamstring injury. He hasn't practiced at all this week. And linebacker Christian Harris, who is the, the mainstay and probably three-down linebacker in inside this Texans defense, he's been limited in practice on Wednesday and Thursday with a shoulder injury. So Toa Toa could see significant snap count, and he could have a decent fantasy production if you're looking or desperate for a, a third linebacker. I want to highlight another elite edge rusher who I think will get off to a fast start uh, this week. And that's uh, somebody we've enjoyed using for several years. We've had a couple of bumpy years there, but I I think he should be back on top this year. And that's Daniil Hunter in Minnesota. Daniil Hunter is going up against uh, a revamped um, Buccaneers O-line. They had a, a pretty solid O-line last year, uh, and one of the highlights was Tristan Wirfs, the, the right tackle, which would be the guy that Hunter would normally be up against. But they moved Wirfs to left tackle, and now they have a rookie at right guard, and they're, they're, the guy who's playing right tackle uh, is – According to PFF, he's 70th of 77 uh, right uh, official right tackles. So this is a pretty weak uh, right side of their offensive line, which really sets up Hunter well. And remember, no more uh, quick-release Tom Brady in, in, in Tampa Bay. They've got Baker Mayfield there now. Uh, if, if Kirk Cousins in Minnesota can get off to a pretty fast start, I really could see Hunter uh, making a big splash to open week one. Now I'm going to jump over to Chicago and talk about the two safeties. I know there's been a lot of questions on Discord about um, whether or not what's what somebody should do regarding Jaquan Brisker if uh, he doesn't play. Well, Brisker has been dealing with a groin injury and Eddie Jackson has been dealing with an ankle injury. Both of them practiced in full on Thursday and both are expected to start in week one. Now you still need to make sure that they practice in full on Friday to play with the, play them with confidence because if either one of them is limited and that's a downgrade, then I would step away from them this week and avoid them if you can. Yeah, it's so tough with with injuries, you know, and it really stinks when it's right out of the gate. We've already mentioned exactly. a couple of injuries here, uh, but the bottom line is that the NFL has a ninety eight percent injury rate, and injuries aren't disappearing anytime soon. So, if you're tired of tagging Edwin Porras and other injury analysts and in tweets wondering when your top player will be back from injuries, and you're tired of wondering if you should place a prop bet on that guy coming off a high ankle sprain, maybe you're tired if of asking if you should buy low or sell high in Dynasty because a guy had an ACL tear. Well, stop and grab a copy of the Injury-Prone Draft Guide and Playbook by Dr. Edwin Porras. Stop worrying about how injuries affect your and impact your DFS lineups, your prop bets, and your survivor pools. The Injury-Prone Draft Guide and Playbook will show you exactly how players perform after injuries with a decade of data and historical precedent so you can make optimal decisions. The Injury Prone Draft Guide and Playbook includes 40-plus player profiles on skilled players with an injury history or injury concerns heading into 2023. With 10-plus years of NFL injury data and performance metrics for players after a foot, ankle, 
or ACL surgery. This thing features tiers and rankings on top players by ADP based on injury and performance risk and handcuffs to target based on teammate injury risk. For redraft fanatics, the injury-prone draft guide and playbook won't just help you draft, but also help you successfully navigate trades, waiver wire decisions, and players to cut with five-plus years of performance metrics, looking at high ankle sprains, hamstring strains, concussions, and other common injuries. Metrics included yards per route run, targets, targets per route run, and more advanced metrics. I promise if you've ever bought a subscription to FantasyPoints.com, and you have, right, or something similar, the injury-prone draft guide and playbook takes the most common questions asked throughout the year and puts the answers down on paper. The only regret you'll have is not taking advantage of your resources when it comes to injuries and injury decisions. The injury-prone draft guide and playbook is that resource. Now, if you want to pick that up, you could use promo code INJURYPRONE25 for 25% off. That's promo code INJURYPRONE25 for 25% off. And uh, I also want to say, speaking of injuries, uh, we have luckily a very healthy Matt Judon, who I think has one of the tougher matchups coming up this week. We talked about some edge rushers who have phenomenal matchups. Uh, unfortunately, Judon is not that guy this week. He's going up against a stout Eagles line. This this line w- w- was considered the top offensive line last year. They rarely let it go, let a sack up. And remember, they have a very mobile quarterback. Uh, on top of that, they are again rated that. I mean, basically, it's the same offensive line. And Judon, I think, is going to have a harder time than usual going up against this line. And in particular, I mean, well, the the like I said, the whole line is out, but the right side in particular, where where, where we think we're going to see a good amount of Judon, he's going to have um, he's going to have a, a tough time going all the way up against those guys for for the entire game. I'm not saying he's going to come up empty-handed, but if you've got Judon, you might have to prepare for a, a little bit of a fantasy letdown, much like most of the guys we saw in the Thursday night game. <laughs> All right, Thomas, you want to talk about some no- yeah. notable injuries and news? We have quite Indeed. a few, actually. Yeah, well, I want to start with one that's not really a notable injury. It's it's defensive end Chandler Jones on Las Vegas. Some weird activities have been going on. Um, he's not with the team the last few days, and the team apparently – there's a problem between him and the team. The team supposedly did a wellness check on him, uh, sent over some um, some medical technicians, and Jones was like, well, what's going on? And there's a whole – he used social media to discuss all of this and then deleted his tweets and, and other, other things that are being said about this situation – the key to wade through all of this is the fact that he's not with the team at, at, at this point, has not practiced with them at all, and was most likely going to be doubtful this weekend. Now, defensive tackle Cameron Hayward on Pittsburgh was limited on Wednesday, but it was referred to as a non-injury um, reason. And then on Thursday, he didn't practice, and that was listed as a stomach issue. So you need to watch his Friday practice status and see what's going on with Hayward. Another defensive tackle, uh, rookie Kalaja Kansi from Tampa Bay, has a calf injury, did not practice Wednesday, was upgraded to limited Thursday, is questionable. Linebacker Harold Landry III on Tennessee has been dealing with an abdomen 
injury. He's been limited in practice all week. He's questionable. Cornerback Denzel Ward on Cleveland has been in concussion protocol. Now, he's been limited in practice on Wednesday and Thursday. There's a possibility they may have taken him out of uh, protocol. We'll know more tomorrow. He's another one you have to watch the Friday status. Uh, Safety Juan Thornhill on Cleveland, another Brown with a calf injury this time for for Thornhill. He was limited on Wednesday and then did not practice, was downgraded on Thursday. So he's a definite questionable watch him. Safety Jimmy Ward on Houston has been dealing with a hip injury. It was originally uh, listed as a groin injury, but apparently it's a hip injury, did not practice Wednesday or Thursday, and he's looking very questionable. Safety, uh, Talanoa uh, Hufanga on San Francisco and cornerback Traverius Ward on San Francisco are both banged up. Uh, Hufanga has a knee injury, was limited Wednesday, did not practice on Thursday, got downgraded. So watch his Friday status. And Ward did not practice Thursday, so you have to watch him on Friday as well. A couple of uh, cornerbacks that are definitely going to be doubtful for this weekend are Jeff Okuda on Atlanta and Marlon Humphrey on Baltimore. Okuda's dealing with a foot injury, hasn't practiced at all this week. And Humphrey is also dealing with a foot injury and hasn't practiced all week. Now, Jack Jones, uh, the nickel cornerback on New England, has been dealing with a hamstring injury. And he was limited in practice Wednesday, got downgraded to did not practice Thursday. He's very questionable. So Christian Gonzalez could play the nickel cornerback if Jones is inactive. Uh, Cornerback Devin Witherspoon on Seattle has been dealing with a hamstring injury. Uh, issue. Now he's had um, two different hamstring problems this summer, and when you get into a third one, that's that's usually when they they shut you down for a few months and possibly even up to half to a season, maybe even a full season. So they're ve- they're going about this very very carefully with the rookie. Now he has practice, but it will be likely he won't play in week one and maybe even week two. And finally. Uh, on the Seahawks as well, safety Jamal Adams has been dealing with his quad, and that's the injury he had last year, and he has been ruled out. All right. That's uh, quite a lot of injury news to uh, wrap us up here. It's opening um, day. It's opening day. <laughs> They're injured. Uh, we're really excited to be back with y'all. We'll, we'll be doing this every Thursday night. Uh, with, uh, the only exceptions will be uh, Thomas is a uh, you know works on uh, TV crews, sports TV crews, and there are t- there are times when he will be on the TV crew of the of the Thursday night game. In which case, we'll have to shift to another night um, or another day. But in general, you should expect these to come out on Fridays. We're going to try to record them after the Thursday night football game. Uh, but either way, they'll definitely get to you before Sunday's action. We'll always be looking for matchups, both good and bad, people to target, people to avoid. I'll be doing a much more in depth. Uh, a list of targets and avoids on our website, uh, fantasypoints.com. Thomas is in charge of the projections. He's, he spends all week uh, getting all of that dialed in for us. So if you are not a fantasypoints.com subscriber, we highly recommend you do. Uh, you've got uh, two IDP experts to help you out on the defensive side of the ball. And then obviously the offensive side of the ball. We've got uh, a, a plethora. You know, yeah, Hall of Famer John Hansen, and we've got future Hall of Famers, uh, you know Joe Dolan and Graham Barfield, uh, Scott, Scott Barrett, Barrett, Tom Browley. I mean, it, the list goes the list on and goes on. on. 
Yeah. So uh, please consider subscribing. If you are a fantasypoints.com subscriber, and particularly if you're a premium subscriber, remember that you've got access to all of us on the Discord channels. We have an IDP channel. It's a great place to, to reach out to both Thomas and I. We're in there usually a couple of times a day. Happy to dig in there with you guys, go over roster decisions, look, look specifically at your waiver wire to help you guys out. That's what we're here for. So hopefully we'll see you all in the Discord app. If nothing else, uh, we'll we'll uh, hope you guys get to check us out every Friday um, throughout the season. And I hope everybody has a, a, a strong fantasy start. We'll see you guys in a week. Thomas, why don't you take us out? Be well and be safe. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. Fantasy Points.